I want to start this podcast off by sincerely apologizing for episode two. I don't know what was going on and why I was gasping after literally every word. So to anyone who made it through that episode, thank you. And I'm glad that you're back for this and it's not going to be bad like last time because I had to fix audio issues. I'm not recording it when I'm like super tired. It's, you know, the middle of the evening and I'm chilling right now. So hopefully we're going to have a good episode and we're not going to deal with those things like we did last week. All right. It's been a while. It's been like almost a week since I've recorded. So I'm, you know, trying to do better by that because the key to this is consistency and that's really hard to do. So I'm going to try to, you know, stay on the ball with this one. I really want to talk about the UFC 218 that happened last night. Like, I had a, normally I don't talk about this, but I'll just put it out there or whatever. I had a a $200 parlay for Eddie Alvarez and Alistair Overeem just to win flat out. And things were going good until uh, the co-main event when Alistair Overeem decided to get knocked out by Francis Ngannou in the first round. It was kind of heartbreaking because I was projected to win $1,300, which would have been cool, but, you know, things happen. You know, you got to pay to play. But I just, I don't know if I was the only one, but I was confused at Alistair Overeem's strategy. I don't know why he would start the round by dashing in and throwing a wild left hook. Maybe he was just nervous and just wanted to get in there and feel Francis's power and just test his chin. I have no idea. But honestly, I was hoping he would have kind of used the same game plan that he did against JDS. You know, just kind of stay on the outside and pick him apart and maybe catch him and knock him out. But he definitely didn't play that. He was just, you know, in there mixing it up with Francis and eventually got caught. And it was a nasty knockout. He was knocked dead. Like, literally, it was just, like, stiff as a board on the ground. So that that was pretty wild. I was really bummed about that. Not because of my parlay, but because I'm a huge fan of Alistair. Not that big of a fan of Francis. But, you know, it just kind of bummed me out. But it makes me, like, legit scared for Stipe. Like, Stipe's been out for a while. So, you know, we kind of, like, forget how good he actually is. And the fact that we just saw Francis and Ganu knock out the number one contender is just really scary. So I'm actually really looking forward to, you know, that matchup. But I'm just, you know, curious to see, like, I I would like, I would love to see Francis fight Cain Velasquez. Because I think, in my opinion, Cain's the best heavyweight. It's a toss up between him or uh, Daniel Cormier, which is crazy because Daniel Cormier is not even in the division anymore. But I still think DC could tear up that entire division, like, no problem. Eddie Alvarez versus Justin Gaethje was very entertaining. I, you know, had my money on Eddie, but I was so scared. Every time Justin Gaethje landed a leg kick on him, I was just panicked. I was like, oh, my God, is this the one that buckles him? I don't want him to go out, you know, like Michael Chandler did when his leg went numb and everybody thought it was broken. So I was really scared because he just was eating the leg kicks. Wasn't even trying to, you know, check them or get out of the way. He would literally eat them or he would switch stance to try to give his leg time to um, heal back up. 
but Eddie was able to TKO Justin in the third round. He caught him with a nasty knee. He just dropped dead. It was crazy. It wasn't as bad as the Alistair Overeem knockout, but it was pretty bad. He hit him with a knee, and Justin Gaethje was like scrambling to get up, but it was just so out of it. It was pretty bad. So congrats to Eddie Alvarez. In the main event, Max Holloway, the pride of Wai'anae, he defeated Jose Aldo again, but this time he did it in the third round via TKO. And I'm going to be honest, I was kind of worried because, like, okay, Aldo's back. He's fully healed. He's going to be able to utilize his leg kicks this time. And we're going to get to see, is he a good matchup for Max Holloway? But once again, Max Holloway just had his way with Jose Aldo. There was never a point in the fight when Max was in any danger. He was eating leg kicks. He was taking all those punches. And he was just having a good time out there. Just <laughs> took him into deep waters. And like he said, he drowned him. So I'm very, very impressed with Max Holloway once again. Because it's not every day that we get to see a champion like him rise to the top and just dominate everybody so i'm appreciating every time i get to watch him fight and i'm really curious to see if they're gonna put the matchup back together of max holloway versus frankie edgar so that was what i was more interested in i didn't want to see jose aldo but it was also cool that max holloway could just put a stamp on him and be like okay i own this guy he can get out of the division now like i'm the true champion but i'm hoping at some point we get to see Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar, because that would be super awesome. And that's one featherweight fight that I'm really looking forward to. And that was basically it for the main card. You know, Henry Cejudo defeated Sergio Pettis via unanimous decision. That was an okay fight. And Tisha, uh, excuse me, Tisha Torres defeated Michelle Watterson via unanimous decision. But overall, I think it was a really good card, and I was really happy to have watched it. I started watching Sons of Anarchy again, which I don't know why. It was on Netflix, and I was just kind of just browsing, trying to figure out something new to watch. And I remember, man, I really like Sons of Anarchy, especially when it was on air. So I figured, all right, like, let's run through it again and see why I like that show so much. Because I've literally only watched it one time. And to be honest, I skipped, I think it was season three, yeah. Season three, when they go to Ireland, I just didn't want to watch it i was like i'm just gonna read the synopsis and just watch the next season when it starts so i can just you know kind of know what happened but not have seen it so it was kind of weird so i'm actually looking forward to getting back to season three and finally watching it but (laughs) sounds dumb but watching the show again it reminds me of being in this disneyland social club and i feel like I'm Jax and you know him and all of his issues with the club the president clay it's like man wow it feels like you know he's going through like a lot of stuff that I went through when I was in my stupid social club which I will talk on a future episode I just I'm I'm not sure when but I promise you guys I will give a tell all and tell you exactly how things went down it's kind of embarrassing but yeah, so I started um, watching Sons of Anarchy, and I'm in season two right now. I think I'm, like, towards the tail end of it. And I'm just, like, I, I honestly don't remember seeing all this. I don't remember a lot of what I'm watching. But I'm so surprised that 
Clay lasted as long as he did. Like, I feel like he should have died when they mistakenly killed Donna. So it's so crazy. It kind of blows my mind. But it makes me, like, way more excited to see the episode where he gets killed. Because it's so sweet when they finally kill him. It's just like, man, this is, like, long overdue. And there's even some points where you think, like, man, is he even going to die? Is he going to get away from this all? But the club serves him his justice, and it's seriously so fulfilling. I love it. On Tuesday, December 5th, I'm finally going to take Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite more serious. Because I've, you know, obviously been having, like, a character um, identity crisis. I've mentioned this before. My team from the previous game was... Wolverine, Akuma, Wesker, and none of them are in the game. So I came to this game thinking like, okay, some of the people on the roster look cool. I'm going to just get good with some people. And honestly, I haven't really taken the game as serious as I would like to be mainly because I don't have like any characters that I'm really in love with. On Tuesday, we get our second installment of DLC characters. We get Winter Soldier, Black Widow, and Venom, which I'm super excited about. Like watching the videos on Venom, and even watching um, Maximilian's uh, recent video on Venom, just has me like way more excited for that character. So I'm hoping that's gonna you know breathe new life into the game for me, and it's gonna actually give me a reason to want to play it more and get good. So the, the team that I'm looking at is um, Venom on point. And then pairing him up with Gamora or Hagger, two of the characters that I'm already like decent with. Like right now, I'm running Black Panther Hagger, but Black Panther is so hard to use, and he's like low health character, so it's just not the team that I like want right now. So I'm hoping Venom, just his play style and just the way he looks, I'm thinking like we're gonna mesh really well together. So I'm actually really looking forward to him coming out. Black Widow looks like trash, and uh, Winter Soldier looks like a better version of Chris Redfield. So it should be a pretty decent uh, DLC pack on Tuesday. But I'm just like wanting like more characters. Like I want the X Men in there. Like please bring Cyclops. Like that would be so sick. Or bring Wesker back because I love that character. His uh, mix ups were so sick. Dark Wesker. You know when you busted that X Factor level three, he was wild. And even Akuma. Uh, Akuma's good in every game he's in, so I would love to have him back. Since we're on the topic of video games, I want to give a special shout-out to Square Enix, Final Fantasy. Your games over these past 30 years have been a huge influence on my life. I'll never forget playing my first Final Fantasy. It was Final Fantasy VII for the original PlayStation. My cousin Alfie... He bought it, and I got to watch him play the game multiple times. And once he was bored with it, he let me borrow it, and then I played it. I was never as good as him. Like, I never beat Emerald Weapon. I never beat Ruby Weapon. I never got Knights of the Round. I just, you know, played it because I was young, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't um, smart enough to get everything done at the time. But I grew with the games. Like, I played Final Fantasy VIII, nine, ten. Final Fantasy XI is the only Final Fantasy that I've never played, and that's because at the time I didn't have an Xbox or a PS2 with a good internet, and I didn't have a PC that could run it. So unfortunately, I had to skip that one. But I was there for Final Fantasy XII, XIII, uh, 
uh, 14. 14 is where I made up for Final Fantasy XI. Like, I was there when Final Fantasy XIV first came out, and the game was just so hard. Like, I remember there was no NPCs. Like, literally, if you wanted to buy, like, low-level weapon or buy a potion, it was... Uh, characters like the not characters the the players of the game had their own shops and just to make like a sword like you had to be um fluent in three different like you know uh skills like you, you had to learn leather working goldsmithing and it was so hard just to make like a simple weapon that when people were good enough to um make better stuff they would resell their weaker weapons at a high cost because just the entry level was so hard and i remember for the longest time like i sucked at the game like i was like this game's so hard but it's final fantasy it's my like you know real shot at doing one of their mmos right so i was like i didn't care that this game was so hard like i was just down and i was just so into it and then the creators like they were like yo like we made a big mistake like we're gonna fix this game and then from its like inception to like where it is now it's still an amazing mmo like in my opinion the best mmo to have ever um come out and i love that game to this day if i'm gonna be honest i don't have the time to play it right now if i did i would but i honestly think that that's like the best mmo and just recently i purchased final fantasy 15 i know i'm really late but forgive me um, but I'm obsessed. Like I love Final Fantasy 15 so much. Like that's all I stream right now, and it's just so fun. Like I just love the play style so far. The stories just like got me sucked in. Like I'm falling in love with all these characters. So if you ever want to watch me uh, play, come check me out. Uh, Twitch.tv/epicjamie. And honestly, like I wish I could change my Twitch channel. Like obviously I can, but. I'm just going to stick with Epic Jamie because that's what I've had for a long time. Like, I used to have X Jamie X and my first and last name, but they're tied to my Justin.tv account, and I'm an idiot and didn't transfer it over in time, so it's just lost forever. But I'm hoping one day maybe um, I'll change it or who knows, maybe I'll just stick with Epic Jamie till the bitter end. But yeah, just follow me there and you can watch me stream Final Fantasy 15. But yeah, thanks Square Enix for you know making the games that i love and i appreciate you guys so much but don't think i forgot about that final fantasy 7 remake we're all still waiting since its announcement and then the announcement that it's going to be like broken down in episodes which i get it it's a lot of work but please can you guys hurry it up because i really want to play most of you know that it was my birthday on thursday yes my birthday is november 30th put in your calendars you know just so you'll never forget but I went to Disneyland, you know, which is fair. I've done that for the past eight years. Like, I've done that literally every year since I've lived in Orange County. It's like I make it a note that I have to be at Disneyland on my birthday just because it's just so special to me. But what's funny is this year, I was like, yeah, you know, like, I think it's Thursday and I'm going to be really tired by the time I'm able to go. Like, I think I'm just going to pass and we can just figure it out and go on the weekend but by somehow, some miracle, I had a meeting at Frito-Lay. And typically, whenever I have a meeting at Frito-Lay, I take the day off from Absolute because it's just doesn't really make that much sense to go into Absolute after my meeting because my meetings normally end like around 3 or 4. 
And by the time I get from La Mirada to Costa Mesa with all the traffic, I'm just going to show up to work and be there for under an hour. So it just doesn't make any sense. So I had a meeting scheduled. Like I literally got texted to me like the Wednesday before, literally the day before my birthday and was like, Hey, like we got a meeting, be there. So I was like, dang, this is crazy. I'm actually going to get off work early. So actually going to Disneyland on my birthday does make sense this year, even though I plan on not going. I took the five freeway to get to Disneyland and normally I park at Toy Story down on Harbor, but it just didn't make sense to go all the way down Harbor to park when I could just hit Mickey and Friends because it was closer, which is crazy because I haven't parked at Mickey and Friends in almost like six months. So it was kind of weird to actually hit the structure. We got put up on Mini, which was normal, you know, just top floor, wrote it down. I was kind of dreading the tram just because in my mind, the tram takes forever. So that's why I normally park at Toy Story because we just hit the bus. I feel like that's more efficient, drops us off closer. I also didn't really have a plan for this trip. I figured I would just kind of do it like I normally do. Go see if Johnny's working, hit Astro Blasters, try to get a couple cool pictures. But I got to the uh, turnstile and I forget because, you know, your birthday comes around once a year, so you don't get a experience it that often but when i got my pass scanned the uh computer makes a special noise because it's your birthday and it went off and i was like oh man i totally forgot that happens and the cast member who scanned my pass wished me happy birthday made me feel a little special um but from there i i got there and the parade was happening so i got directed uh, all the way through backstage and ended up like right by plaza inn and I was just kind of left with the choice, like, do I make my way through the traffic to get to the magic shop to see if Johnny's working? Or should I just knock out Astro Blasters now and then hopefully the parade would be over when I'm done? So I kind of went with that option, went to go get on Astro Blasters. And surprisingly, there was like a long wait. I think I waited maybe like 45 minutes. So I got on the ride. I was like, all right, I think this is the day where I make, you know, first place. Boy, was I wrong. This is like the first time in a long time that I got like a bad gun. And on top of that, the people in front of me were spinning like the entire time. They were just spinning, which like threw off my aim because their heads and their arms were like flailing everywhere. So they were getting in the way of uh, targets that are normally just, you know, free for me to hit. So this time I was having to evade like their body parts and then the targets moving so I didn't even break a million. I think I only scored like 700,000 that time. So I was pretty bummed out about that. And I figured by the time I got off the ride that the parade would be over. So I headed towards Main Street. But for some reason, this parade was just going on really long. So I was like, I was like this is kind of whack. So I wanted to get to the castle because I wanted to snap like a cool picture in front of the castle for my birthday. So I figured I would loop back around Tomorrowland and cut across where uh, Matterhorn is, but I don't even know what I was thinking because the parade passes by right there too, so no matter what, I was kind of trapped on that side of the park. I accepted that I was going to have to wait, but I got super lucky, and as I was walking up, they opened a path to cross, so I was like, hell yeah. So um, it was still hard to cross because there's like a million people, but I eventually made it across the way, and I made it to the castle, and um, 
I didn't mention this before, but when you walked into the park, there was signs um, warning you that if you're going to be around the castle, that you're going to be live streamed because that day they're live streaming in front of the castle and they're going to live stream the fireworks show that night. So me being dumb, I was like, all right, there's people at home watching this stream and I'm going to do something dumb so they can, you know, laugh at somebody doing something dumb in front of the castle. So I literally walked into the center of where everybody's taking photos and I wasn't sure where the cameras were at, so I didn't know where to look, but I just started just dabbing like crazy and everybody was like looking at me like I was an idiot because nobody knew why I was doing that, but I was doing it for the people at home. So I'm really hoping there was somebody that saw that. But after I did that, I was trying to find out where the line was to get your photo taken by a cast member because it was seriously chaos. There was just people everywhere. So I just kind of like stood behind this lady in a wheelchair and then um, cast members just appeared out of nowhere. They're like, all right, like who's next? And I got this cast member and I'm going to be completely honest. The photos she took um, on my photo pass with her um, camera and all the photos she took with my phone sucked the except for one there's only one good photo and that was because she used portrait mode but everything else you know i was either blinking or there was terrible lighting or there's just a bunch of you know stage potatoes behind me just like looking into the camera too so I, i was pretty mad at all the photos that she took because they were pretty crappy except for that one portrait mode that she used so i posted that on my instagram so make sure to go follow me at xjmex and just go smash that like button. I want to get to at least 200,000 likes on that one. That would be pretty cool. But after I got my picture taken to the castle, the parade was over. So I was like, okay, it's cool. Like, let's make my way to the magic store and see if Johnny's working. And sure enough, to my surprise, he was working. And it was re- like really cool to see Johnny because, you know, like I've said in the past two episodes... Um, since Boston, we haven't really hung out, which like really bones me out because like, I've always said that if Johnny's not at Disney when I'm there, like it's not going to be a good trip. So the fact that he was there on my birthday, you know, meant a lot. And I know it wasn't planned, but it just so happened that he worked that day. So it was cool how that worked out. But I literally spent most of my time uh, on my birthday in the magic shop, just hanging out with him and catching up which is seriously like one of my favorite things to do just because, you know, he's a good friend and, you know, it's just like, we're just kicking it, but he's at work. You know, he has to like ring people up occasionally, show a couple magic tricks. So I don't mind just like hanging out and hyping them up and even trying to learn tricks too while I'm there. But uh, Henry showed up later too, which was funny because he had no idea it was my birthday and we were just teasing him about it, which wasn't a big deal. I don't mind, like, I don't get upset if um, people don't know it's my birthday. Like, I don't make that big of a deal about it. I think I barely even talked about it online. I want to shout out Johnny's local that dropped off those Hawaiian chocolates because I was eating up these dark chocolate-covered macadamia nuts like crazy. I almost felt guilty because, you know, they weren't dropped off for me, but Johnny, being the good friend that he is, offered to share his chocolate with me. And I couldn't contain myself. Like I was kind of like, I was like low key embarrassed. So I didn't eat as much as I could have. I got so many compliments on my Swamp Thing shirt at the park, which, um, you know, obviously like I don't think most people know that it's Swamp Thing because they just see the back. And I, you know, tell everybody, 
you like the merch, you can go pick it up at jamierk.com slash shop. I'd greatly appreciate that. I didn't want to stay at the park too long that night because I wanted to avoid the fireworks because it always gets bad around that time. So I took off pretty early, got home, and Sam was home. My roommate Sam, she is pretty awesome. She baked me cookies. She had an awesome gift for me, and she put streamers um, on my doorway leading into my room, which was very thoughtful. So I appreciate that, Sam. Thank you so much. Uh, she actually used to be a cast member back in the day, which I tend to forget always. But she gave me this like awesome, like tangled, like folder with like these, uh, I don't know, these like awesome, like tangled prints with like uh, the like iconic scenes from the movie. And uh, she told me that they're giving out to cast members like a couple years ago, so it's like super official. And I'm, she knows that Tangled's like one of my favorite movies from Disney. So she gave that to me for my birthday, which I really appreciate. And I'm actually going to get the prints framed and find some way to hang them in my room, even though I'm running out of wall space, which is cool. And that night I was like getting ready for bed. And then there's like a knock at my door and it's uh, Timmy boy. And he gave me um, a little baggie, which had some gifts in it, which I was pretty stoked about. He gave me um, a ghost face, toy ghost face from scream and then he actually um, got me like a really cool shirt with a uh, ghost face on it so i was actually really stoked about that because scream is like my favorite horror movie and i don't own any scream merch so the fact that he got me that shirt means a lot so shout out to you guys i really appreciate that so much episode three baby we made it yeah 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 thank you the last sample just cleared so thank you to whoever in japan just cleared that shit turn my vocals up and turn my headphones down i gotta get these thank yous in i didn't have enough time to get the thank yous in before the almar got turned in so i'm gonna do it right now roll credits baby and if you don't want to see these credits roll then get your ass up out of the movie theater first and foremost my jamierk.com team without them i'd be bugging oh my god oh my god everything be happening perfectly Thank you, God. Yo, shout out to my mom being the first person to wish me a happy birthday. You know, she shows me mad support, you know, even when I'm all the way up here in Orange County trying to do my thing. So thank you, Mom. I love you. Shout out House Calendula, Calendula, whatever you want to say, Sam. I love you guys so much. Without you guys, I don't know where I would be. You know, the team. I like to shout out Felix for crunching those numbers 24-7. Shout out Felix. You know, Punk's dead, but it's all right. Shout out to John, working all the way out in Santa Monica, killing it with his artwork, the Condolence Co., you know, show him some support. John, I love you. Thank you for doing everything. Andy, shipping department, even though you're being weird right now, thank you so much for all the stuff that you've done. I really appreciate it, whether you know it or not. I want to shout out to everybody that follows me on Twitter, Instagram, the blog, anybody who's ever bought merch. Thank you so much. You guys are my inspiration. You guys keep me going. You know, the newly started uh, Twitch stream, follow me on twitch.tv slash epicjamie. We're in there streaming Street Fighter, getting bodied, dropping bodies. Just show up. Come check it out. We're doing Final Fantasy, Horizon Zero Dawn. We've got all the cool games streaming on there. So shout out to you guys for coming in, blowing me up in the chat. You know, get those subs up. Thank you so much. Disneyland, I love you. You're there for me whenever I'm happy. 
sad, mad. You're always there. Johnny, Henry, William, Carolyn. I love you guys. Monday Nights at Disneyland, rest in peace. Brett, Taryn, you guys were there for the tail end of it. I appreciate that so much, even though I grinded so hard through the single digits. Shout out to Fury Girl, Monday Nights at Disneyland, number 10, the most intense Monday night I've ever experienced. I don't want to ever do anything like that again. Never going home with random girls from Disneyland. Take me up into the hotel room. You know the deal. Bad news. Never again. Muse Mike, even though you stabbed me in the back, I still got mad love for you. We go way back, all the way to the desert, back when you stole my best friend Adam from me. You stole my girl Amanda from me. Even though I beat up Emo Knight for you, I still got mad love for you. So Muse Mike, shout him out. Follow him. Wasteful underscore dead kid on Instagram. Go buy his merch. Kill a bully. You know what's up. Alvin Aldridge over at Roseland Tattoo in Fullerton, California. Go get tattooed by him. One of the best in the business. Enrique Munoz, Comic Hero You. I love that you keep my pull going, even though I haven't bought as much as I should have. Garrett for always fucking up my pull. I got mad love for you. You need to come over, bring the thing board game, get whooped. And you for making it this far in the podcast. I want to thank you guys for always holding me down in whatever weird endeavors that I stumble upon. You guys are always there for me to support me in everything that I do, and I appreciate that. So thank you forever. 